something for everyone on live stream. This applies to everyone. Hallelujah. I just want to remind you that as we've been teaching the last four or five months, we've been teaching about what we call the Luke 10 model of evangelism. And, and just briefly, I want to share and remind you what it says in Luke 10. When Jesus sent out the, the apostles to go and minister in the streets, he didn't say go evangelize, right? He said in Luke 10, it says, and heal the sick there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. So he sent them out to heal the sick, right? That's what he's saying to us today, too. He wants us to do the book of Acts. He wants us to live the book of Acts. And what they did is they went out and they healed the sick, and then they told them about God because, you know what, they opened the door for them to be able to do it. So how many of you know it takes faith to heal the sick? Hallelujah. So, so what is faith? In Hebrews 11.1, 1, if you could put that up, now faith, now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is basically trusting in something that you can't see and that you can't prove. But you have faith anyway. Why do we need faith? It says in Hebrews eleven six, without faith it is impossible to please God. Faith is required to step out. Faith is required to step out in any area of ministry, not just evangelism. Without it, you cannot please God. So I just wanted to use um, Reverend Barb as an example, and I asked her permission. She came out with us on the streets yesterday. We actually Reverend weren't... Barb, would you stand up? Yay, Reverend Barb. Yay, Reverend Barb. <laughs> She's so awesome. Hallelujah. She came out with us um, for the first time evangelizing with us yesterday, and we had such a wonderful time. And I just want to use her because at first she said, I'm just going to watch. And I said, that's fine. But that lasted for about five minutes. (laughs) She was all in there giving prophetic words, giving words of faith, building people up, expressing the truth of God, expressing the truth of the word of God. It was amazing, and we saw a lot of people just get touched and healed yesterday. So I just wanted to use her as an example of that, because a lot of people, when they first come out with us, they just want to watch, and that's okay, too. Um, We just encourage you to come any Saturday. Um, we We have such a good time. But what do we do if we're lacking faith? What do we do to grow our faith? Well, um, Romans 10, 17. Can you put that up, please? Romans 10, 17 said, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. So I always say reading the Bible is like taking medication. You need to take it every day. You need to take it consistently. You wouldn't take your medication one day and then not take it for two days and then take it again and then wait a week. and take. That's not how you take medication. You take medication every single day. Hallelujah. And the Word of God is like that. You have to be in the Word of God daily, and you have to meditate on that Word. Reverend Barb was able to go out and speak the Word. Why? Because she knows the Word. It's become part of her. When you study the Word, it's just not mind knowledge. It's supernatural, and it transforms your heart. You get it in your heart, and you can't help but say it out of your mouth. It comes out of your mouth supernaturally. So we can tell by um, ministering with Reverend Barb as an example that she, she is in her word, okay? She knows the word of God. 
So what else can we do to grow our faith? Well, we can realize that our faith comes in our trials. Our faith grows through our trials. In 2 Corinthians 1.9, the Apostle Paul says, Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. So the Apostle Paul knew, you know, how many of you know he went through so many, many trials and tribulations? And he, he was a great man of faith, right? Um, also, the author of James says, in James 1, 2 through 4, I'll just read it to you. It says, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed and not deficient in any way. So it might not be something that you want to hear, but that's the other way that our faith grows is through our trial. So when you're in a trial, just try to recognize what God is teaching you and, and try to remember that it's growing your faith. And then the last thing that I thought um, was important for growing our faith is to surround our peop- ourselves with people of faith, um, people that do miracles, people that see things change in the world when they go out and minister. I did not have the level of faith, not even close, to what I have now before I started working with Christine. And just in, in our awesome friends that are on, on the evangelism team, uh, Margaret, and we got Roland over there, and Karen, Chaplain Karen, I started hanging out with these guys. They are crazy, okay? They are crazy, radical Christians. And this is who you need to hang out with, people. It doesn't have to be us, but I mean, find a group of crazy Christians. It's awesome. These people see miracles everywhere they go. We go to the restaurant yesterday after we ministered at Walmart. Three people got healed in, in Appalachians. Our waitress, our best boy, and the lady that checked us out at the cash register. They all got healed. Hallelujah. So, um, you know, that's all I can, I can give you is that you just need to hang around people that have great faith. And Karen is one of these people. This is Chaplain Karen up here in the front row. She's going to come and give us a testimony. Come on up, Karen. Evangelism team, could you stand just so um, we can just acknowledge you and say we love you and thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your faithfulness. (laughs) Thank you for your faith and faithfulness. All right, thanks for coming out. Karen? Thank you. Um, Gosh, my pleasure. And I I just wanted to share that. I'm just going to back up just one thing more than I shared with you guys. And, And that is I grew up in the church. I grew up knowing the Lord my whole life. But I did not know the Lord until a time when I was later in my adulthood. And it was around that time, 2014, that I learned that God, or first of all, I learned in 2012 that Jesus was Lord. Hello. I didn't learn that until then. And it just amazed me. And I went on a mad search to find out what else I didn't know. And then I discovered that um, healing is for today. And I have been a passionate and compassionate for healing my whole life. And I just was so excited. So I went on a search to just pray for everybody everywhere I went and just to heal people. And and I prayed for people everywhere, and I didn't see a lot of healings, but I kept looking for people that would go out with me because Jesus sent them out two by two, and everyone said no. They said they weren't comfortable. 
They didn't want to do it. Okay. Bible study after Bible study after Bible study after Bible study. Nobody wanted to go out and pray for strangers. And then I found these people. <laughs> and I was so happy that I found people that had my mind, my heart, and compassion for healing the sick and, and going out for, and praying for strangers. So in 2016, I found these um, people in Evangel. And then I call it Saturday my pickup game. You know, some people like to play hockey. I like to go out and pray for the sick. So, um, so we go to the bus stop, to Walmart, et cetera. So, Karen, can you tell them how far you drive to come on Saturday to volunteer your time? I don't know. It's about 40 minutes or so. Sometimes an hour, hour and a half with traffic yeah. one way. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. It's just a couple notches of gasoline. <laughs> and, uh, and then Christine asked me to lead last week, and I felt so unqualified to do that. I just, you know, I mean, I, I like to go out, but not to lead, because then you have to figure out where to go and all that. And, and so I, I distinctly heard the Lord tell me, because I woke up early, and I'm like, Lord, where do we go? And I heard Walmart, and then he said, it's going to rain. And, and I'm like, okay, cool. And then, and then I was thinking, you know, I'm you know, not really qualified to make these decisions, so I'm not really sure, but then we know that God qualifies those that are called, right? So anyway, we're, I'm on my way driving here, and it is bright sunshine, beautiful day. I'm like, Lord, it's not raining. Should we go to the bus stop? He goes, you're going to Walmart. And I'm like, okay, so we're going to Walmart. So I told Kat, when I got here, I said, God said it's going to rain, and we're going to Walmart, and it's not raining, so it must be going to rain in Walmart. And rain it did. So there was, Roland was my partner that day, and there was about nine, at least nine that I had written down that we had prayed for and, and saw a significant impact in their life. And that three of them, no less than three of them, um, felt that we came to that store that day just for them. And they were greatly touched. So it was really beautiful, and it's just so great. So um, that is great faith, just knowing that God will use us to do what he wants to do. So it's beautiful. Thank you, Karen. So, Karen, would you say that your faith has grown since you've been hanging around like-minded people? Yeah, I have to say it, does, it has because um, I remember watching people on YouTube that would go out and pray for people and, and hearing that, you know, sometimes people don't get healed and, you know, sometimes they don't. But I prayed for people everywhere and no one got healed. <laughs> and I, I knew it was going to happen, you know, so I just kept doing it. And then I came here and, and it grew because my faith grew. And I really talked to the Lord about it. I'm like, you know, how, what, is, what does it take, you know, for one to be healed? You know, like, because it's different if you're a Christian. It's different if you're an atheist or agnostic. It's just different because Jesus talks to people differently. But um, I think what I have learned is that it is my faith that will heal you. But it is your faith to keep it if you're a Christian. And, and, and for an atheist, it's just my faith. And then we transfer that faith to them and, and show them who the Lord is. So. You know, Karen, most people that she prays for in public do get healed. She prays for a lot of people. And she said the percentage was it used to be that most people didn't get healed. Now it's, Karen, most people do get healed that you pray for. I've seen it. 
and uh, you've really impacted a lot of people's lives in the kingdom, so we give God glory for that. And that wouldn't have come unless she stepped out in faith. We have to step out in faith. If you could, um, if you have your Bible, turn to the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, and you don't have this scripture back there, but it says um, in verse 8 and 9, Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourself. It is a gift of God, not by works. So salvation is not by works. It is a gift of God that we receive by faith. Because if it were to be by works, then any man would boast, right? For we are all God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You know, the Bible describes the body being dead without the spirit. And it also describes in that same sentence that faith is dead without works. So we don't want to be walking around dead. (laughs) We once were dead, but now we're alive. So we, we need to have some works. And Jesus told his disciples in John 13, 35, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Jesus said that no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. But each tree is recognized by its own fruit. So I have a question to pose for you tonight. And you don't have to answer it out loud, but the Lord asked me today. And so I'm going to ask you, what kind of tree are you? What kind of tree are you? So think about that. And look to see what type of fruit that you produce. Just look around. I have a big apple tree in my backyard, and right now the apples are rotten because I didn't pick them up, and they fell off the tree. But it's very evident to me and anyone else that comes in my backyard that that is an apple tree. (laughs) It's an apple tree because there's some green apples up here, there's some rotten apples on the ground, and there's apples all around, and there's bees coming around them to try to extract the the sugar, it's an apple tree. No question about it. How do you know that? Because I see the apples. (laughs) So God says that he needs to see fruit. Amen? We're going to take a break just for a second to stand up, and um, we're going to do a real quick activation right now before we move on. And when I say activation, we're going to activate your faith. Amen? So we're going to activate your faith. Everyone just stand up and get ready to get your faith activated. It's going to take two minutes. But um, I'd like for you to, um, we've done this a few times, but I believe there's some people here that need healing in this congregation. So I'm going to be obedient to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And uh, if you could just get in a little group. You don't have to go to a stranger. Just get in a group. Maybe have like three or four people. And identify somebody that needs healing in that group. And if you're not comfortable with um, not socially distancing or socially distancing, keep, please keep your distance. 
and uh, ask the person, ask people. And if you're not in a group, maybe you two, can you go to those people here? Don't start doing anything yet. Just, just identify who, who's in pain or who needs healing. Mm-hmm. Who's in pain, who needs healing? This couple needs somebody by them. This couple here. Who's in pain, who needs healing? And now, just as, um, just as Jesus prayed and just as the disciples prayed, I just want the person is not receiving prayer. So if you're praying for somebody right now to receive healing, I just want you to stop. I want you to just close your eyes, and I want you to receive the, the Holy Spirit to just flow through your body. I want you to, to acknowledge the Holy Spirit in this place. Acknowledge the Holy Spirit that is flowing through your body and manifesting through your hands, okay? The Bible says to lay hands on if any is sick among you. So just put your hand on that person's shoulder that needs healing. Just put your hand on the shoulder. And I want you just to really stay connected to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, just let's acknowledge the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit does this healing. The Holy Spirit does the healing. You're just a vessel. So I just want you to yield yourself to be a vessel. And in the name of Jesus, I want you to release healing because you have the Holy Spirit within you. So release, allow the Holy Spirit to flow through you and heal that person. Just touch them and say, be healed. Be healed right now. Be healed. You don't need any more words except that. Just be healed in the name of Jesus. And keep your eyes closed. Keep focused on the Holy Spirit. Be healed. Let healing flow through your body. Let healing flow out of your hand. Person that's receiving healing, just receive it. Just receive it from the Holy Spirit of God. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Be healed. All pain go. All affliction go. All harassing spirits go. All spirits of infirmity go. In the name of Jesus, all cancer, get out of this place right now. Get out of here now. In the name of Jesus. Just receive your healing, sir. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. I want you to pay attention to what you're thinking, okay? You, I challenge you to believe that they will be healed. I challenge you to believe Release that they're going to be healed. Release faith. Believe the word of God. God sent us out to heal the sick. Believe the word of God and believe that they're getting healed. Have the person move and activate now their faith. Have the person move around. Check it out, you know. Just check it out. See if they notice any difference. If any of the pain left. Did the pain leave? What happened? pain in my back oh I had pain in my back and what happened Dr. Cheryl prayed and I feel so much better now all the, all the pain left yes the pain go do something you couldn't do go do something you couldn't do anyone else receive an instant healing here one more here we go what happened what happened 
was having some pain in my right knee, but they prayed in my knee. I have no pain, no pain. Hallelujah. Who just healed you? Jesus. Jesus. That's right, Jesus. Give him praise. Give him praise. We praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank, Thank you, Jesus. Lord. Thank Hallelujah. you, Lord. Anyone else? Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God, we welcome you. We thank you. We acknowledge you. We can do nothing without you. Hallelujah. When I was getting prayed, I came in because my back was hurting. See, I really tried to stop us to get from getting here because all the traffic and cones and everything. And well, when I got over to pray, and the lady put her hands in my hands, and when she was praying for me, the pain went all away. But not only that, the doctor told me when I had x-rays because of my back, that it was kind of shaped like an S. You know, I felt God straighten it out. Go ahead and move, Mother. Go ahead and move. Move, 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 move. Walk, 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 walk. Make them activate their faith. Make them activate their faith. Basically, my dad is basically half blind. And, well, basically he can still see colors. And... I really, really, really need him to see so he can, so, so I can let him know to, to, uh, uh, sorry, uh, there, uh, there's just a lot of things going on in my head though. Yes, No, he's at home. Oh, your dad can't see how beautiful you are. We're going to pray. What's your dad's name? Brayden. Would you pray with us for, for your son-in-law and for her dad? She wants her dad to be able to see her. So... This is Alexandra, so lift up your hands, and in the name of Jesus, we speak and decree healing to this Father. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Sight be restored in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Eyes be made whole right now. Eyes be made whole right now. Eyes be made whole. Father, I ask for this little one, God. God, I ask for this little one that this would be a sign. Let it be a sign unto you, unto you, unto you, God, unto you. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Jesus' name, Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. If you received a healing, just put your hand up if I didn't hear from you. Anyone else? And Reverend Catherine, um, we're going to move on and talk about 
how to, you can leave that playing. That was so beautiful. That music was so beautiful. Um, thank you. Thank you, Lord. We just, you were Can I that? interject something here? I think it's important to remember what Chaplain Karen said. Now, our faith together can heal, but if you got healed tonight, it's your faith to keep your healing. What do I mean? I mean, the pain might try to come back. Because the enemy's going to want to sneak in there and say, well, that never happened, and ear pain never went away, and all this. You need to tell it to go just like, you need to take your authority over it, just like you're casting out a demon. You need to tell that pain to go. It has no right to be there in Jesus' name. Reverend Pam got healed as well in her stomach when um, Karen prayed. Hallelujah. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So... That was a work. Now you all guys, all of you just did a work. You just activated it. You all have faith. You all have it. And you just did something. You had to, you know, get up a little bit, right? And you had to go find somebody. Um, but it, I mean, it, it wasn't really hard, was it? And all of these people's lives just were changed in an instant. In an instant. The Lord, he, he is so good. He's so good. He's so merciful. He gave me a, um, he gave me a question. And since you guys were already closing your eyes, I wanted to just have you keep your eyes closed <laughs> because he said to have you close your eyes. So close your eyes. And I want you to, um, Fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on him. And he has a question. He wanted you to recall something. And he wanted you to recall the day that you got saved. Fix your eyes on him. Do you remember that day when his Holy Spirit visited you? You were filled, and you were delivered, and you were changed in an instant, and you knew that you would never be the same again. God says, fix your eyes on that day and remember what you did the days that followed. The days that followed. What did you do? You were motivated. You did some works. You did some stuff. I know you did. Some of you might say, well, I, I just went to a Bible study. Well, did you ever go to a Bible study before? No. You did something. Some of you might say that day when, when Jesus appeared. I know for me, I said, God, you're real. And... I don't deserve what you've given me. And I want everyone to receive this same love. I want everyone to be saved. I didn't know how good you were. I didn't know how good you are. Fix your eyes on him. 
Fix your eyes on him. Fix your eyes on him. He said to remember, remember when you were first saved. It says in Revelation chapter 2, verse 5, remember. Remember. And it says to remember where you have fallen. Remember where you have gone off. Remember where you have gone astray. Remember. Remember. Have we gotten off? Have we gotten distracted? Have we gone astray? Have we done this for the wrong motivation? Remember. 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 Jesus said to repent and do the works you did at first. Remember. Remember. So God, in the name of Jesus, as your Holy Spirit has just flown and blown through this place, I ask that the first works would be restored. God, as we have brought to remembrance what you have done for us, God, help us to give it away. Help us to give it away. Remove the distractions. Remove that thing that so easily besets. In the name of Jesus, that we would be lovers of you first and foremost. That you would restore our first love, God. That you would restore our first love. That you would restore our motivation that you would restore us. Some here in this building need emotional healing. That's here for you right now. Just close your eyes and receive. Receive from the Holy Spirit. God says that your emotions need a touch. Your emotions need a touch. I speak healing to every wounded heart in this building and watching via live stream. I speak a word and decree. Keep your eyes closed, please. A decree, a word of healing to people's emotions. Let that which was lost be restored. The dreams that have been lost let them be restored. The dreams, the visions. God has given some of you visions and you've thought it's too late. It's too late. I always wanted to go to Africa. God said it's not too late for me. He said it's not too late. What have you always wanted to do? What have you always wanted to do? It's not too late. It's not too late. God has put visions in your hearts. And right now, I speak that those visions and those dreams from the Lord be restored. Be restored in Jesus' name. Be restored in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Emotional wounds be healed right now. 
in the name of Jesus. Broken heart, come out of this people now. In Jesus' name, hearts be made whole. In the name of Jesus, forgiveness come forth in Jesus' name. Father, I pronounce your people forgiven. I pronounce your, your people, for, it's forgotten. It's forgotten. But God, I ask that the dreams and the visions, Father, would come to the forefront and that we would act and do what you've placed in our hearts to do with an audience of one. Just an audience of one, and that's you, God. Father, forgive us. Forgive us, God. Forgive me. Father, forgive us for going astray. God, forgive us and restore, 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 restore. In Jesus' name, be restored, body of Christ. Be restored, be made whole in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, thank you, God. Thank you, Father. We're going to skip the video. We're going to skip the video. Just put on the My Surrender, and we're going to stay in an attitude of prayer. And um, just play the My Surrender song. You can go ahead and play it. Start it at the 47 mark. And um, did you have anything else? The only thing that came to mind when we were praying is some of you need your attitude to be restored. Hallelujah. I'm talking to myself here too, right? Um, remember our attitude when we first got saved, how we loved everyone, and 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 we just went around telling everyone around about Jesus, and we just loved to, to help people and all of that. Somewhere along the line, our attitude has changed. So if that's you, we ask you to come to repentance, too. We're going to do an altar call. Yeah, just you don't have to come up here, but if you want to, come pray with us. We're going to be praying with you, and um, we're going to just pray and seek the Lord, and we're going to surrender. We're going to surrender um, everything that God wants us to, which is everything, right? <laughs> he wants us to surrender everything because he wants us all. He wants all of us. He wants every part. He doesn't want us to hold back anything. Please turn up the, please turn up the music. We're desperate for you, God. We are desperate for you. We are desperate for you, God. If you want to come up to this altar, come up to the altar. Come up to the altar. Come on up. Thank you, Jesus. We surrender, God, as the body of Christ. We surrender our lives to you, God. We surrender our, our bodies to you, God. We surrender every part of us. God, we surrender. God, we ask that you would take, take that thing from us, God, that so easily besets us. Father, in the name of Jesus. We surrender. We cry out to you. With arms stretched wide, I know you hear my cry. Speak to me now. Speak to me now. 
all. Father, take it all. Holy Spirit, burn it out of us, God. We don't want it. Burn it out of us. Burn it out with your holy fire. Burn it out with your holy fire, God. Reignite. Reignite with your holy fire, God. With your holy fire.
Don't get up until don't get up until that thing's gone. Don't get up. Don't get up till they hit you with the vacuum. Don't get up. Just stay. Stay. Stay at the altar. Stay in his presence. God, we're desperate for you. We're desperate for you. We're desperate for you, God. I surrender. If you need deliverance for something, just slip up your hand so we could see your hand and we'll just touch and agree for deliverance for you. Slip up your hand. I need to see who I'm praying for. One, two. Karen, Karen. 